Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Impossible to Say. My name is Emily Proctor. And my name is Kat Wellington. As always, I hope everyone is having a perfect day. <laughs> Can you believe that my California virginity is taken? Like, by the time this comes out, I will no longer be a California virgin. How crazy. Well, you'll still technically be a California virgin because you won't have sex in California. But yeah, that, it will be great for you to step foot finally. Well, yeah. Cal- well, you know, California is taking it away. I might. Maybe I will. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. Things could get crazy. Yeah. I mean, crazier <laughs> things have happened. Um, that is so I'm true. so excited. Like this, I literally woke up on Monday, like, and I'm about to get into my full situationship, you guys, ending. So, like, definitely had, was sad. Woke up Monday morning and I was like, nothing can stop me. Like, every, like, my girls are coming. Like, I am, Feeling like a fucking kid on Christmas, like actually. And it's not just like a a girl's weekend. This is like an extended girl's trip. We're going to be there for so long. I think we're there for like six days. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, and I am so glad. Like Elena keeps being like, I feel so bad. Like you're probably planning so much and so stressed. Like let me know what I can do. I'm like, I'm real. I'm not stressed like at all. And I've barely planned anything. And like, well, we're going to have a great time. Like I'm not stressed. I'm so glad to hear that because I was thinking you might be a little bit stressed as well with just like how many people um, are staying at your place and just like logistics of certain things. But I'm so glad to hear that because it's going to go. No, everything's going to go smoothly. It's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. No, I'm not even feeling an ounce of stress. Like I'll, I have to like clean my apartment and like blow up the air mattress and that's about it you know like it's fine you don't even have to clean we're not coming for your sparkling apartment we're coming for you well if you could see it right now you might be like hey you could pick a few (laughs) things off the floor (laughs) i can't wait to see your place in person because i've seen it so much like on tiktok um and just like photos in general that it's like finally going to like a celebrity's house for the first time Oh, my God. Not that that happens frequently. I'm just saying it's like seeing like it's like stepping on set for like your favorite TV show. Yeah, I was thinking that today. Like I was like walking to the gym and I was like, oh, they're going to get go on this walk with me. Yeah. And you're back patio and cheddar. Oh, I can't wait to squeeze him. I'm going to be squeezing him by the time you guys hear this. How crazy. How fun. Oh, my gosh. And I do love you guys are all so supportive. Everyone's like it feels like it's I'm coming on the trip. Like everyone's being so nice, which is just like. Uh, I love y'all. You guys are so funny. Yeah, and we'll we'll give you guys a full recap next week for sure. We're also going to do a longer like... vlog. Oh, yes, definitely. We Yeah, we'll be better about that as well. I just feel like every time you go out with a massive, not massive group of girls, but like a decently sized group of girls, like you're just bound to get into some shit because I feel like the last time we were all together, just the girls, uh, was that night we ended up on that guy's boat, like his decently mm-hmm. sized boat in the harbor in Baltimore, which was so much fun. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Something great will happen. I'm sure. Even if that's nothing, it will be great. Um, oh, of course. Someone, I think it was actually the girl, Carrie, who we've met and is always the most engaged on everything. Love her. She commented and she was like, can't wait for a two minute vlog. And it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was making me laugh because we post we post blogs on the Patreon like occasionally, but I am pretty bad about like recording when I'm with my friends and stuff because I'm just like fucking around. But I'm gonna be You're just so in the moment, Kat. 
No phones in sight. I know. I know. Um, but this time we have like a lot more time to film as well. So it's like I don't need I mean, to be filming every second. If we produce, you produce two and a half minutes of content over six days, that'd be crazy. Yeah, in a bad way. That's what I mean. Yeah, like that <laughs> would be not great. So, um, well, it could okay. have come at a more perfect time with your, your thing ending. So, I know. Okay. I'm going to like go into detail now because I've been dying to. Like, you guys have heard me talk about like someone for a while, but like very vaguely. And I've like, I okay so I'll just get into it because it also kind of goes into my weekend so is that okay with you are you ready for me to kind of just get after it I would love nothing more so please please do okay so basically y'all I go to meet Connor at a bar and I was like we were going to something together and he was already out and he was like okay just like meet me here and then we'll, we'll leave from here. So basically like I wasn't even thinking I was going to go into the bar. And then I ended up kind of sitting there for like 15, 20 minutes, like not and had like one beer. And this one guy was like immediately, he was just being like goofy, like doing accents and stuff to me. But I was like, I literally thought nothing of it. I was just like, okay, this guy's funny. Never thought I'd see him again. Then I leave. He doesn't come with us, that guy. And Basically, he just started like DMing me a bunch. And then he, his first DM was like, I, and he, he would be so annoyed if I was saying all this, but like, let's be real. He's not going <laughs> to fucking listen. Um, and he was like, you seem like a good person to chop it up with on FaceTime. And I was like, oh, that's funny you say that because like, I am. Thank you. I love FaceTiming. So he like started FaceTiming me and we were talking a lot. And I was like, intrigued do you know what I mean like not I wasn't really mm -hmm. I don't really know what to think because he's very different from anyone else I've ever dated like very like sometimes he'd be like cracking jokes and I would have I did truly didn't understand them at all but like a lot of them I would understand I thought he was really funny so this is why I was in San Francisco and I told you guys I would eventually tell you about that because I knew it wasn't going to work out so I knew I'd eventually be able to talk about it like <laughs> it was just like very obvious so the only thing I want to say about San Francisco, like, and I'm not even talking badly about him because he's a, he's a cool dude, but I get to San Francisco. We have one. I went from like a Sunday to a Wednesday because he works in person. And so we only had one day where like, like I spent the days by myself on Monday and Tuesday before I flew home. But so we had one day together and I'm assuming like, it's going to be kind of like, he'll show me around kind of thing. Like, I'm flying out to him. I paid for my own flight, like kind of take initiative. I don't know. You guys can tell me if I'm crazy or not because I've told people this story and people have different reactions. But basically, and I had flew in at like 4 a.m., like really early. It was a 6 a.m. Or like I didn't fly at 4 a.m. It was a 6 a.m. flight. But like I had to get up really early and fly. And right. we, I got there and we immediately got picked up by like a group of his friends and then I was crammed in the back of the car with a bunch of people I didn't know. And, like, no one was really – if people were, like, hi, like, so nice to meet you, like, glad, like, whatever, asking me any questions, not really any of that. Not that these were I, – I really liked all of these people, still really like them, but, like, just very weird to be – and now I have to sit on his lap. This is my first time meeting him other than the that bar. So, like, I'm now sitting on his lap because the back seat is – 
we're doing like five to the back seat and or no like, i guess four but either way like very it's, and they're all talking they haven't seen each other so they're all catching up and i have no idea what they're talking about like all went to college together and then we had like a full sunday fun day drinking got back to the guy I'm staying with, we got back to his place and then he invited more people over to watch football. So now like we're still doing like friend hangout the entire day that I thought would be our only one day together. And, and this is the fight that I referred to on Facebook or like the argument, which are not on Facebook. I'm sorry on TikTok, but it was just kind of bizarre. And then after the game, everyone left and it was like nighttime at this point, And I kind of just gave him shit for it. I was like doing the whole friend thing. The first day I meet you is kind of crazy. And he just really didn't agree at all and was like kind of very much offended that I was saying that. And I think I was drunk and I was kind of <laughs> over. I was overdoing the bit a little bit of where I was just like, I OK, I was being funny like I was like oh I miss your friends like can we hang out with them more can we get them back <laughs> over here like I was just like fucking around and oh my gosh he was just really upset which I didn't really process because then we like we ordered food and had a good night just us two like in his place we just stayed in and then the next day like at dinner he told me that I really upset him and oh my fucking god <laughs> yeah which is fine but he kind of something about him is i think that he like thinks of himself really differently than he actually is like i think he's like a pretty sensitive person but like a, he presents himself as like funny confident loudest guy in the room so it's just like it's interesting you know can i can i yeah interject real quick i was wanting to get your thoughts go ahead the people that you've told this story to who think that that's like reasonable for him to bring his friends what like what is their what is their reasoning behind it? I'm so curious. Like what do they think? That I mean, says? I've had a couple people be like that's that's really nice that he introduced you to his friends right away and that's like a good sign. And that's how he defended it as well. He was like my friends are the most important people to me and I wanted you to meet them. And I'm like which would be flattering if he even like knew me. Like I almost feel like it'd be more flattering if we hung out for a while, like went on multiple dates. And then he was like, I want you to meet my friends. Cause like doing it right away just felt like, cause he had also been away. So he was just, it felt like he wanted to see his friends and didn't really want to like sacrifice not having that day to hang out with his friends. Like I don't, I don't think yeah. it was about me, you know? No, I absolutely agree. I think it showed that he didn't want to make time for just you and like couldn't wait to see his friends. Um, and he didn't give you any heads up, right? Like you had no clue. God, or you no. did know. No. He literally was like, my friends are like going to come pick us up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is, does he have a car? Yeah. Yeah. He has a car. It was just like we were doing <sighs> friend day and that guy was driving. It, it's so it would have been so different if he like picked you up in the morning and you guys went back to his place, hung out for a little bit, walked around the neighborhood. I don't know. And then met his friends out like later for the football games. I agree. Like, Emily. It, Still crazy, still crazy to do the friend thing on day one, but a little bit more reasonable to pick to have you bombarded at the airport. At okay, no, no, fucking... no, no, I have to interrupt. It wasn't at the airport. He also had a flight that morning. And so we Ubered back to his house. I dropped my stuff off, changed, and then we got picked up. Okay, still, that's still too, too quick of a turnaround. Yeah. So it wasn't like immediate, 
but it was still like enough for me to be a little like, oh, okay, yeah, great. And like, I'm not gonna, I don't know him, so I'm not gonna be like, no, no you're not like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of did do that later in private, but I still. I don't know, like hours. Yeah. And the way that we, I still had talked about it with him. I was like, I still stay. I said, I'm sorry if I was like over the top about it because I was drunk and like I was kind of probably being a bitch, but I still agree with my original thoughts on the situation. Like I will stand by that forever. You know, I still think that that's weird. Yeah. And then for you guys to come home and for him to invite more people over is also crazy. I just don't understand the rationale behind it. And it's like kind of gaslighty for him to be like, like my friends are the most important people. Like I wanted you to meet them. Like, bitch, you hardly know me. Yeah, like ex- exactly. So that's, was whatever and the rest of that trip went fine we did do another friend day and i will say he it was halloween and he said that everyone was doing costumes i show up it's a girl's birthday dinner by the way the girls are all gorgeous and perfect and funny in it and i i really enjoyed their company but a lot most of them were not in costume so it was so i showed up in costume what (laughs) i don't think i knew this oh emily i showed up so basically, it made no sense. Also, he like, oh my god, I can't believe this. He does like bit like he was wearing like a massive suit, like a really oversized, like outdated suit, and he had an extra one of those in his costume bin. He had a massive costume bin, and yeah, he mm. he literally pulled out the bin for me, and he was like, "Pick something out. You have to wear a costume." I was like, "What?" Like, oh my god. So I went in costume, and then like the girls were not in costume and I was like great and literally one of the, and I was just wearing a massive oversized men's <laughs> suit <laughs> I'm sorry this is fucking insane at a really nice restaurant and literally one of the girls said to me like she thought it was just my normal outfit and like thought it was cute and I was like that's even worse oh I mean oh god at least she was trying to be nice maybe I don't know no they were really nice I was just like I was embarrassed and I mean luckily they were Taylor Swift fans so we were able to like talk about that for a while they're going in Europe so like whatever happy for them me too um okay so that trip that trip is now done I'm thinking I'm like never gonna see him again because of the way that that went like and I did ask him to rate my visit and he gave it on the way to the airport when he was dropping me off and he gave it a seven so I was like okay yay um, so I was like, I'm never going to see him again, but I did really like him, which was the problem because I was like, he didn't really treat me the way that I would want to be treated, but I do think he's really funny and I would like love to see where this goes. So, right. We're just going to push that treatment aside and focus on a few other things. Of course. And I did that for months and like we had a couple really great visits here but he was just and I told him my intentions like I told him I want a relationship and I told him like basically not to waste my time and energy because I was like this is more than I've ever like wanted to put into something like I don't want to do long distance. So mm-hmm. like if just like let me know that this is going to like a possibility of being a serious thing because other like I'm not trying to do expensive visits to just have a casual fling, you know. Right. Um. So I did make that clear and he Basically, this was on like our second visit, but we had been talking for a long time and it was confusing because he was like, I don't know because we haven't spent that much time together. 
but it feels like we have because when we have to hang out, it's like days and and I understood that. So he was like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, I'll give you the space to figure that out. But also when I say I don't know, like I know. So, okay. Because they just felt like like really – okay, our second trip to in L.A. was like perfect. Like couldn't have gone better. Very romantic. We only hung out with each other. Like mm-hmm. so I was thinking like, okay, it's like going in a better direction. And then – can you can you give us a bit of a timeline? The second trip ha- happened like how soon after the first trip and when you had met him? It was like almost a full month after. Like the trips were like really spread out. And then like three or four weeks apart. Yes. But then he And you were talking, you were communicating pretty frequently in between, right? Every day, yeah. Yeah. And like still doing calling and stuff. So I don't know. I could like I could tell from the beginning or like from after that trip like I was kind of being a little bit like breadcrumb because I just he like really heavily pursued me which sucks to have someone like really heavily pursue you and then you're the one like asking for them to want you it's like embarrassing you know Mm -hmm. and the thing that sucked about it was because like I knew because we talked for a full month before my first visit so it was like I knew what it looked like when he wanted me and when like he was giving me the attention that I deserve and then like that very much shifted so I could tell like I'm not I'm not an idiot but then when we were in person it was perfect so it was like confusing and I'm like sitting around fucking waiting for a text for like it just was like silly but anyway like I had my Europe trip and everything so that's why it took so long for the next visit but then he was came for he came for New Year's and we I hung out with all his friends. We I hung out with him on New Year's Eve. And then he like stayed in Malibu for the week. So I went there, spent two days with him there. And that is when he decided that he doesn't want to be with me anymore. So spent two days with him. He gave me fully like COVID. I got really sick, could could not move from my bed to my kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. and he did not check in on me at all. Like fully goes to me the day after I left Malibu. And like, that was where I had to sit back and be like, cause now it's been three months, three month rule, you guys know. And I was just like, I was like, damn, like this guy doesn't literally doesn't care if I live or die because I'm like telling him that I'm sick. He doesn't care. Something happened to me. That's brutal. I know. And I was just like, we just had this really intimate trip, like just, and and then I was like, what am I doing? Because if he asked me to be in a relationship right now, like I would, I would say no, because he'd like, he does not give me the communication that I need at all. Like Mm -hmm. just, and then I was like, so I had to be like, is this even what I want? And then something happened to me in the middle of the week that I'm not going to talk about, but like something like really traumatic that I was really, really upset about told him like, he literally like, didn't, was like cracking jokes about it. And I was like, this is not what I want. Mm -hmm. And I knew from his energy that week that he like, he was not talking to me as much, not like answering my calls. And I was like, okay, whatever. So then I went on another date with another gentleman. And (laughs) so like, yes, I was still dating other people this whole time, but that's besides the point. Um, So I went on a date with this guy and I got like a little like wine tipsy. I got back and I just basically like sent him a paragraph about how like, it's clear that he doesn't want anything with me. And it's, like, he needs – it sucks that I have to be the one to say it. But, like, the, this lack mm-hmm. of communication is just not working for me at all. 
And then he was like, I agree, basically, and was like, I'll call you tomorrow morning. And like, oh, and then this is why I, get, I was getting so fucking angry because then he it was getting like really later in the day. He hadn't called me yet. I texted him. Are you still at work? Oh, my Do- fucking God. Doesn't answer my text. Like, and then I call him. It rings three times and he declines it. And and at this point, like, I know it's ending. I know this call is the end. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I'm so angry that I'm like, I have to beg you to fucking break up with me. Like, Jesus Christ. And then because I mean, like, yes, it was me being like, hey, I'm not doing this. But it's also because he didn't like me enough to do it, you know? And yeah, then, like he would have let it just fizzle out with no closure at all. And he was still like sending me like he would send me like two texts a day. And I'm like, and he just because he was so confusing because he's like not on his phone a lot. Like he he's not on social media. Like just it was confusing because I was like, okay, is this just him? Because when I'm with him in person, he's not on his phone either. So I'm like, and there's been other times in over the months where like, I don't hear from him as much, but it's not about me. Like it's normal, you know, and he's just busy. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's going on really. And then I, I just got fed up and I was like, no, actually, like, I, I do need to know what's going on. And, yeah, so then he ignored my call. I texted him again, and now it's, like, 6 p.m. I'm getting ready to go out. Like, I had a birthday party. It's Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out. And I was, like, I'm about to – like, Connor was picking me up at, like, 7. And I was, like, I'm about to go out. Like, can you just, like, give me this conversation? Like, like ugh, just so annoying. So then at that point, I'm fucking angry and uh he calls me right when i'm in the middle of my makeup of course so i had to cry mm, in the middle obviously. of doing my makeup yeah and i just like ripped him for the full beginning of the call because i was just like it's fine for you to not like me enough to to date me like that is fine that's the circle of life but i was like for me to have to ask you to end it is what's like bothers me so much because he's the kind of guy who is constant like he's talking about all the time how good of a communicator he is and how emotionally intelligent he is and I'm like you've never once brought up mm. a conversation so like and I and I literally told him all, all these things I was like I am an, an an adult and like when I'm in relationships with people like we just check in about our feelings and I was like I've never given so much space I've never given like so someone so much grace to figure out what they want like and I was like that's fine because you genuinely didn't know and I wanted you to be able to be able to figure out if you know and Mm -hmm. like (laughs) it's just I said it's bizarre like it was a bizarre situation and yeah I was kind of ripping in and he was just like yeah I he said he realized on those past two days in Malibu which was two weekends ago for reference like he realized on that trip which and then I was like okay well okay like whatever (laughs) it's weird to think about because of how romantic it was but like that's fine that happens sometimes but I'm like oh I really wish you wouldn't have had sex with me that morning and then I was like oh I I was like I'll just go so you can like surf the day and you don't have to like worry about you know someone waiting on you And he, like, asked me to stay the entire day and just, like, read my book on the beach and watch him surf. And then asked me to stay after that to, like, just hang out before we both Ubered home. And I'm just like... Oh, my God. I said, oh, I really wish you wouldn't have had sex with me. And I really wish that, like, you wouldn't have asked me to stay the entire day when you knew you were going to not talk to me after that. And... Yeah. 
he told me to not think about it like that because he enjoyed every second with me and went down the list well, of just how gorgeous uh, and smart and funny I am. And I was like, I, I know that those things, like I was like, I am right. really like feel like I'm a You're the confident last person, person I need to hear that from. I know, but I'm just like, yeah, he's doing the whole, like, you know, that TikTok sound that's like, you're smart, you're funny. You're the coolest girl I've ever met, but mm -hmm. I want to see if I can find someone better. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just like that. And honestly, not mad at him. At, I, I said, I'm not upset with you at all for like this not being what you want. That's fine. That's what dating is. I'm upset that like you couldn't communicate that with me at all when I specifically told you like not to waste my time. And I sp made my like intentions clear. So I was, I did rep him for a bit and then. I did say the joke to him about like, I knew I shouldn't have gone surfing with you because I knew that you, when I was drowning, you got the ick. <laughs> and then we were like, we were laughing a bit. And then I was just like, okay, well, God bless. Like, I, you know, wish you the best or whatever. And he was like, I just, I'm glad that this call is like ending on good terms because. Oh my God. <laughs> he was just Sorry. like, I just think you're like the coolest person and like I love every second with you and I'm sure we'll like still see each other and I said I will never see you again like I promise <laughs> like oh, what did he say to that he was just like well I mean like we have mutual friends and I was like no no I like I I won't I have no desire to oh well I for one do not wish him the best if you or he were wondering um and I hope I see him so I can <laughs> you rip him to shreds. <laughs> no, it's like, again, I, I'm not, this is just, okay. The only reason I'm telling this story is because I know there's a lot of y'all listening that are in three month situationships and like, you can make the decision to stay. I, I needed to see it through too. And I did, but, and you can like make the decision to stay and like fully, fully see it through until they end it. But like, I knew I was more into it than he was. And I'm just like, give me the respect of ending it and I'm like how I asked him like how long were you gonna like text me a couple times a day until like how long were you gonna let me feel like that you know and he said he was like planning on maybe ending it that week but like I I don't really fully trust him because I yeah. feel I I felt like he knew for a really long time and that was the only I was just like I told you what I wanted so just like because you guys I heard me talk about like a situationship that I that he told me he wanted a relationship and really liked me and I knew I wasn't going to get there. So I ended it. And I'm just like, I wish that men would understand that like the other person's emotions are also at play. And it's like, even if you would rather like, obviously he doesn't have to end it because he doesn't care. You know, he's like, I'm fine either way. But I'm like, you can be a good person and like put me out of my misery. But that's it. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like uh, it's the it's disrespectful for one. I mean, you did everything right. And that's what's like so frustrating. I feel like for so many women is they do everything right. They set their boundaries like very early on. You were very open about wanting a relationship. You didn't play like the cool chill girl and like never once bring up, you know, what are we, what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it still got to the point where he didn't have the fucking balls to communicate and be honest with you when you were nothing but honest with him. And it's, that's so frustrating. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's just like to be hanging out with a 30 year old man who's talking about how great of, of a communicator he is. I'm like, 
Jesus Christ, man. Like, why? Like, it's just, I feel like women always have to be the ones to start the conversation. And I'm like, yeah, of course he doesn't want to start that conversation because he doesn't want to be with me. But, but like you, you could end it. Like that's, that's all I'm asking. Like, and that's what I told him. I was like, there's no bad blood at all. But I was just like in the future, like, come on, you know, literally, I just, I can't fucking believe it. If I ever meet a man who has more emotional intelligence than a woman, like, I don't, like, I just think I'd, I'd be dead. Like, I wouldn't even be alive. Like, it's not, it doesn't even exist. I will say, I think that my ex-boyfriend was very, very good at that. And like, very much provided me with all of the emotional, like, with everything that I needed. And mm-hmm. I am, like, so grateful for him for that because he just set the precedent of, like, what you deserve conversations, like, supporting me. Like, so I even knew, like, this man cannot give me what I need. So it was partially my fault for even, like, staying around. Like, I was like, what am I even doing staying in this for three months? And I told him that. And it's just like, I, I, we could, it would have never worked. But it was mm-hmm. just, it was just the first guy that I was like, oh, like, I, he's really funny. Like, I really like being around. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. what, I felt like it checked all my boxes. So, but I, it really didn't check the final box of, like, Oh, him actually liking me as a person. <laughs> right. Well, it it is kind of nice because I you had talked about it on here before, like kind of falling into like a slump of like you were going on a, a bunch of dates and you were like satisfied, like you were liking the guys you were seeing and you were like, oh my God, I just like everyone. Like I don't, I can't figure out what I want. So I think that this might've put some things into perspective for you. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think because he was the first one, because I was feeling really sad about like going on dates and being like, oh, yeah, they're cool. Like with him, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really like him. So that was like the yeah. difference of like I felt like I owed it to myself to for this first guy that I was like, I really, really like him. Like I could see myself mm-hmm. like loving him, you know. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to get my heart broken by this man. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think like it's it really sucks and it's rude that he waited obviously until – almost 24 hours later to have that phone call with you and especially while you're in the middle of your makeup. But it is, I think, like a good thing that you went into that phone call angry, Mm -hmm. you know? I I went in like so ready for it to be over. I was like, I was like, get me on the fucking phone. Like, cause I, I just want it to be over. Like, cause when you're, Mm -hmm. when you have to debate for months, whether someone likes you, it's, it's exhausting. Like, and you shouldn't have to debate. And I told him, I was like, I've seen when you really liked me. So I know that you don't now. And I think you knew that too. (laughs) So, but still went along with it. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Well, anyway, I do wish him the best, of course. And I just wanted, you know, situationships are a hot, hot topic on here so I wanted to say that for the girls who are like feeling in a similar place like it it sucks to bring that up and be like hey I can tell you don't want me so could you just put me out of my misery but like sometimes you have to do that I guess so yeah I just I think you you get caught in an endless loop or it fizzles out and you don't get like that conversation that everyone deserves so and you don't get to ream them out there's no fun in that I know. It was really fun. I know he, like, literally doesn't give a fuck, so it doesn't matter, but it was fun to get those thoughts out of my head, and I hope he has a little bit of self-reflection. That's what I was saying. I hope, like, maybe he won't take stuff away, like, he won't take multiple points away, but maybe just one thing, like, one little tidbit of uh, feedback you gave him, maybe, maybe he'll take that into consideration next time he starts chatting to a woman. 
He just thinks very highly of himself. So I was like, you could be knocked down a peg or two. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, watching. Obviously, everyone knows it because I keep talking about it that I'm back into Vanderpump. But I was just telling Kyle that I I would really – I'm like dying to get into like a verbal altercation with someone where I can just like really scream and like let some like crazy shit fly out of my mouth. No, it did feel really good. Even to someone that I like know, like he doesn't really care. I was I was glad to be able to do that. It felt good. Yeah. You're honestly like you're you're dating, like, I don't know, skills are very impressive. Yeah. And I do think I owe it a lot to my last relationship because I think he like he did teach me how I deserve to be loved mm-hmm. and like was constantly just so much like verbal confirmation, like physical confirmation, like in all aspects. And like now it's almost like set my standards too high, but I'm like, I'm not like going to be with anything less, you know? Yeah, no. And I don't think, I don't think there's such a thing. I mean, yes, there is such a thing, but what, what I know you are looking for is not unrealistic. So definitely a good thing. Thank you, Emily. Glad I was able to tell you guys that. So now we can move on. I'm starting from, you know, I'm blank slate now. So if you guys have anyone that you think I should marry, send them my way. I mean, it's just oh, such perfect timing for your girls to come. And like, there's a good mix of us too. Like, I think half of us are single and half of us are in relationships. So it's like a good, like we've got some wing women in the mix and mm-hmm. some single girls. I can't wait. Yeah. It was like a little bit intentional, honestly, because I was like, oh, if I do this now I'm going to be sad about it and then my girls are going to get here and I'm going to be fine like so I that's it like contributed a little right well good can't wait okay well that was really really long I'm sorry you guys do you want to move on to advice Emily or do we or do we want to talk about our weekends um there was like a few things I wanted to talk about um just for my weekend specifically like book wise Mm -hmm. um so I've been alone all weekend because Kyle went on a hunting trip in to Texas um, mm-hmm. and he got stuck in Texas because of the snowstorm. So I've been alone for the last like four days. Well, I did get brunch with some friends on Saturday. So I did leave the house on Saturday, which was nice, but really haven't left it since. Um, and it's been snowing, so I haven't been at work either. But I have been reading. Um, I already finished A Court of Mist and Fury, which was the second book. In oh my God. Ak- the Akatar series. And it was so fucking good. I definitely think what the internet has done to it, like people are like, best book I've ever fucking read, like of all time. I think I was expecting a little bit more, but I still really, 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 really loved it. So I cannot wait for you to start the series. Yeah. I, like Brooke, <laughs> Brooke has the ability to bring her book everywhere and start reading wherever we are, even in a group setting with a TV on. <laughs> the one she's on right now is 800 pages and that is really daunting to me but i do want to be involved like i want to know what everyone's talking about i mean it is it is really really good and it has shown me honestly like the writing in iron flame and fourth wing is kind of bad (laughs) um like you can tell iron flame was rushed compared to i don't know this book series so i'm like a third of the way through the third one now and it's it's so good i like that's all i want to do is read and that's all i did all weekend was read it was amazing i cracked open brooks to her brooks book i don't know which one she's on it's an orange one but uh um... oh i think she's on the last one okay i opened to a random page and it was so slutty <laughs> 
Oh, it is. It's so crazy because the first book, like, there's sex in it, but it's not. It's not as graphic as I would say Fourth Wing and Iron Flame was mm-hmm. because I mean they like Rebecca Yaros gets like deep in the descriptions <laughs> when they're hooking up, and I was like, oh well, this series isn't that bad. Like they just talk about like making love and whatnot and whatever, nothing descriptive. But then yeah, I got to the second book and I was like, holy fuck. This is intense. Yeah. And we were like explaining to our guy friends just the lore. I was doing like dragon sex and Brooke was talking about like fairy sex and the um the correlation between the fairies' wingspan and their dick size. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I we we were cracking up. It's so funny. <laughs> I just love like these books are like for women. You can just tell. It's so special. Yeah. Of course. Although I did go on a date with a guy who read all Fourth Wing, Iron Flame, and the full Akatar series and loves Boy Genius. So, um, is he bisexual? No, but he has a gay huh. brother, so maybe that helps. Okay, yeah, that might make sense. Interesting. Very <laughs> questioning his motives, but fine. I love it. Yeah, my weekend was like so. I you guys know I had all my B day parties. Saddle Ranch, my first time there. That was really fun. Friday, that was for. Corny's birthday party, average fashion blogger. And then Saturday was Tristan's Hunger Games themed birthday party, which I was getting like soft canceled for wearing a capital outfit. Um, soft canceled yeah. is so funny. I haven't heard that term before. I love that. Well, it's like no one's really like coming at me, but I'm in all the my name is in all the posts. So I'm like, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah. So just like if you guys didn't see that, basically people were really upset about the Hunger Games theme and, like, saying it was really insensitive with, like, the war going on and stuff. But I can't really take it seriously, unfortunately, because it is a fictional series that is, like, widely loved. People have been dressing up for what it's probably been, like, decades now, at least a decade. It's definitely, it's been, I think, 12 years since the first one came out. Like, and I just, if you're upset about the Hunger Games and you genuinely think it represents real world events, then I think be upset about the movies that bring in millions of dollars or the books. I like, I don't, I don't really know what a costume party has to do with that, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't think it should be read into, like, I don't think it should be taken so seriously. Well, like, if no one's upset about the movie coming out, then I'm like, why? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I really can't. And it's not, it's not like it was, a, like, a Capitol-themed birthday either. Like, you just dressed as someone from the Capitol. It's not like you're personally out there, like, slaughtering children or watching. Like, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I do know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was, like, 200-something people and... It was not capital themed. It was Hunger Games themed. And there was like all kinds, just like tons of Katniss's, tons of pitas. I just happened to do capital because I didn't want to buy anything. And I had a dress that kind of worked. Like mm-hmm. that was literally my only reasoning. And people were just, I could see like if it was on, an only influencer party and it was only capital, that being kind of like a, like I could see being uh, like feeling a little icky about that. But yeah. it just like wasn't that at all. There was like, a couple people that dressed in like capital fashion, a couple effies, and like majority not influencers at all. I just think like, and you and I, we've talked shit on here about other influencers, but like you guys are, 
I don't know. Like you guys are normal fucking people. You know what I mean? Like you're not like the Kardashians. You're not like fucking Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? Um, like yeah. it's not – it's so interesting because like a normal group uh, – not a normal group. Someone who's not widely known on the internet could throw the same fucking party and post a TikTok and it goes viral and people are like, oh my god, so cute. Love it. Whatever. But then they see influencers doing it and it's like all over fucking Reddit. People are posting like – uh or stitching the videos it's just so like get a grip yeah i think like and i even saw there was a really like widely popular tiktok literally last month of other people who did a hunger games theme and it looked amazing and the full comment section was just like talking about how great the looks were and the makeup and like like almost a million likes and fully everyone being like so happy about how cool the theme is because I really think it's like such a fun theme because there's so many different ways you can go with it. Like Mm -hmm. I I get that influence you can be it's easy to be mad at influencers. And I get that because there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of things wrong with influencers. But it was purely because people were feeling a little bored, I think. But and I totally get it. There is so much fucked up shit happening in the world right now that it's Mm -hmm. like it is very heavy and it is so daunting. But you like that party you went to like Tristan throwing that party what impact does that have on what is going on in the world like what there's no message that he, that it's giving off no no I can <laughs> that promise you that people are trying to say it's so oh, it's so stupid anyway it was really fun and like once everyone had finally gotten there and everyone kind of like settled in they played the they played like the remix of are you coming to the tree and it oh was my like God. Full body chills. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I'm so jealous. I can't believe I like haven't been to one yet. Like a Hunger Games themed party. That is so fun. Well, I wouldn't recommend it if you're not trying to get canceled. Well, I mean, I'm just a I'm just a nobody, so I'm fine. I'm covered. I'm in the clear. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, um, I'm fine. And then yeah, Sunday I had my murder mystery party. I was not the murderer, thank God. And no bummer. Yeah, I was getting over, like, a three-day hangover. I also was, like, had my COVID the prior week. So now I, like, finally went to the gym for the first time in weeks. And I'm, like, starting to feel a little better. But it was I was feeling a little down bad health-wise. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you are back to Thank 100%. You. I also went to my uh, first, like, workouts of this year over the weekend. And it was fucking brutal. I was so sore. Sunday, I could hardly move off the couch it was ridiculous yeah i'm imagining that's how i'm gonna be tomorrow Mm -hmm. and the next day all right well i think we should maybe move on because it's been fucking 45 minutes yeah sorry about that you guys i had no idea no it's complete completely my fault talking about my situationship but well that's um, a story in itself so yeah but it, it really is and i know you guys had been asking a lot of questions about that so just airing it all out Literally yeah. don't give a fuck. Sorry to this man, but love you to death. I'm not sorry at all to him. <laughs> um, okay, well, do you want me to start? That would be lovely. I don't have an advice this week. I just have um, some stories, so. Okay. 
Hi, Kat and Emily. Love the pod so much and hope you have a lovely girls trip. I have a situation where I could use some advice. My boyfriend and I are in our mid-20s and have been dating for three years. He recently decided that he wants to be a sperm donor, and I'm not sure how to react going forward. I do believe that donating sperm, sperm to help couples conceive is a very kind thing to do. However, his reasoning for wanting to do it is because he likes the idea of his genes being out there. My <sighs> boyfriend is tall, athletic, and well-educated, so he thinks his sperm will be highly desirable. I think that if he wanted to do it to genuinely help people or even just for the money, I'd be more okay with it. His reasons, reason as it stands is kind of giving me the ick, and I can't exactly articulate why. Of course, I think highly of my boyfriend, but him thinking so highly of himself that he needs to spread his seed everywhere is icking me out, which I have communicated to him. At the end of the day, it's his sperm and his decision, but it also may affect me since we have discussed having children in the future, and I imagine some percentage of the children that are sperm donor conceived want to seek out their biological father and or half-siblings. My boyfriend passed the initial sperm donor screening and is currently getting a getting lab work done to see if he's actually eligible what would you guys do in this situation whoa this is crazy i know we've um, never had anything like this yeah i don't i think that is so interesting <laughs> that's such an interesting take from him i don't know how else uh to describe it how long have they been dating for three years and i totally understand how she's feeling because it's like if you yeah if you needed the money okay um but that's not why he's doing it so it is a little bizarre yeah i just that's like wow i mean love love the confidence from him but that's such a strange urge to have <sighs> wow that's almost just being like i want to have kids you know what i mean yeah but it's like it's not though it's like so much more strange than that that like he knows that he is athletic and, I don't know, smart, good-looking, that he is taking it upon himself to become a sperm donor, like, not of out of the goodness of his heart or because he's short on cash is crazy. Yeah. At least lie about it. Like, I know. <laughs> if that's how you genuinely feel, at least, at least lie. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, what? even if that's what you're thinking, like, that's what you're going to say out loud to people. Like, I can't mm -hmm. imagine being, like... I want to be an egg donor because, like, I'm just, like, perfect, and I think that everyone deserves more of me. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I, I think if, if Kyle came to me and was, like, I th I'm thinking about, like, donating my sperm, like, we'll get a fat check from it, I'd be, like, love it, slay, can't wait. I mean, it is interesting thinking about in the future, like, in 20, 18 years from now, they can contact you. But there's got to be like, – because you're not – signing up to be a parent so there's got to be like interesting like some laws behind that you know i think you can decide as a donor to allow that to happen or not um, yeah because i think even when they turn 18 they can't i don't know i don't know how it works i don't want to speak on something i'm not educated on but i am anyways <laughs> the only reason i'm even saying that is because i just saw a, i saw a movie on that recently where there was two lesbian parents and then the kids um sought out the sperm donor and ended up building a relationship with him and then he ended up hooking up with one of the moms and she cheated on the other mom whoa <laughs> jesus i know i can't even remember what it was called i watched it on a plane but um sounds I like think such he, a plane movie Ugh. yeah <laughs> he had like checked off i think that he they could contact him so 
But it kind of sounds like the way this guy's talking, it sounds like he would want to see, like, how they're doing. You know what I mean? How they turned out. Yeah. I don't, I just feel like has he, like, fully thought it through as, like, a, a boy in his 20s? Has he thought – has he really thought it through? I don't know. And, yeah. I mean, I think it is great. Like, I don't know if what the sperm situation is like, if there's a shortage of sperm donors out there. Um, that is serious. It's a wonderful thing to do. But I just think he is looking at it in all the wrong ways and isn't fully thinking it through. Yeah. I don't think I would mind my partner. Like, I, a lot of people feel weird about their partner, like, having kid, biological kids out there. But I don't think of that as, like, their kids at all. Like, that wouldn't turn me off from someone. But I – and she's saying that's not really why, like, she cares either. Yeah. But I – I think, yeah, it's definitely, like, kind of a serious topic if he wants to maybe meet them in the future or, like, or is even open to that. I don't know. I guess, okay, the question is, what would you, what would you do? You have a boyfriend, so what would you do if Kyle was saying that? I, I think that if that was his reasoning, I would put up a pretty good fight for him to not do it. Yeah. And, like, I don't. I, I, there's not much more to say. I just think that's such a weird, weird reasoning to have. And it's not like conceited. I don't know. Part of me wonders, like, they've been dating for three years. Like, I just feel like this is like a red flag. I just wonder, like, is he a, is he a good boyfriend? <laughs> I don't know. I just think this is so such an interesting view to have that it would impact other things in their relationship and just impact him as like a guy in general. Yeah. It's like, this like is a- something your man would do. Your ex man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a perfect in every way situation. Like assuming he's a, he's a good boyfriend in every other way. Yeah, I think I would be like, really? Do you have to do it because you don't need the money? You don't. And if he's like, puts up a fight to that, and him being like, yes, like I need to do this because I'm athletic and I'm this that and the other. Like, I think that would be weird. So yeah, I think you could kind of maybe try to discourage him from doing it and then see how he reacts to that. I think if, yeah, if he can't see that it also affects you and your future family and kids, that that's kind of scary. If he was willing to, like, do, like, the no contact thing, assuming that's actually how it works and I'm not pulling that out of my ass, I'd mm-hmm. be more more willing to be like, okay, that's, uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said. Like, yeah, sure, they might have your your DNA and your genes, but I wouldn't look at them as your child so no yeah it's like same with adopting or whatever like that's their the parents kid like i don't know um why don't you have him like get into like modeling or something i don't i just think i just feel like there's like better ways to like share your athleticism and your intelligence and your good looks with the world rather than like she said spreading his seeds crazy Mm. crazy thing to say but damn um okay well i I'm going to move on okay. to um, – I have a story that I'm going to read. Okay. Hey, girls. Love the pod. I was listening to episode 80 and the story of the drunk Domino's girl giving the cops her fake and being arrested made me want to write in and tell you all my own fake ID story. It's kind of long, but so worth it. So like any good sophomore in 2015, I ordered my two fake IDs from IDGod.com. They had my name and photo and an address to some mansion in Rhode Island I found on Zillow. Brilliant. I know. 
One fateful Friday, we decided to go out. My friends and I made the obligatory run to the local liquor store that never carded. And of course, the guy behind the counter asked for my ID for the first time ever. Whatever, I handed it over confidently. He immediately proceeds to crack it and tell me he just learned that trick and takes it. I ran out humiliated and boozeless. No biggie. I had another one, but fuck that guy and his Pikachu hat. So we're getting ready to go out that night and the plan was a house party and then the bars i put my fake at the front of my wallet and headed out long story short my boyfriend at the time decided to drink two four locos and rip a bong so obviously i never made it to the bars we got back to campus and i realized my wallet was missing when i couldn't swipe into my building i checked with the owners of the house we were at and no one could find it so i just resigned myself to the fact that i had lost both fakes in one night what a tragedy about a week later i'm downtown waiting in line for pizza when i get a call that went like this hello is this miss smith yes this is she hello this is the college town police we found your daughter's wallet and would like to return it to her oh my god that's my wallet i'm downtown i can come by right now the police said why did you lie and say your name was mrs smith i told them i didn't that's literally my name and they said okay well you can come get your wallet everything but the fake id cue me to literally googling jail time for fake ids and having a panic attack so i make my bestie come with me and walk in all confident ready to pick up my wallet i'm shaking as i ask my wallet back and the cop goes is this your fake id literally i could not deny it it had my full legal name and a picture of my face on it even stupider my real id was directly behind it it was a birthday three years later than the fake so i'm like yes Sir, thank you so much for finding it. Then he pulls out my military ID. Both of my parents were in the army, so I had a dependent ID. And asked me if that's fake too. I said no. Why would I have a fake ID that says I'm 19? This cop hands me everything back except the except the fake and says, well, young lady, I just want to thank you for your service and personally think the drinking age should be 18. So get out of here and make better cho- better choices. I fucking saluted him and got out of there. Truly cannot believe I got off without even a fine, but it's my fave story to this day. I hope it gives you a little giggle and you have a great day. Oh, my God. That's like such a toss up of getting an asshole cop or like getting a normal chill guy like that. And while the military really came to her rescue on that one. I know. I wonder if that wasn't in there, if they would have done something. Knowing me in college, I fully would have been like just I would have never gone to pick up my wallet. I would have been so scared of the repercussions. I would have been like, just keep it. I don't need it. I don't want it back. Yeah. Me too, probably, depending on, like, yeah, if it was just, like, a shitty wallet with, like, just my ID and, you know. I'll get a new like, one. Yeah. I I probably would, too, because, like, I, what's, I wouldn't want to risk it, but, I mean, it worked out do well you, for her. Do you remember the first time you used your fake ID? No, I don't. Do you? Really? Yeah. At least I remember the first time that I bought alcohol with it. I don't know necessarily about the first time at bars, but I do remember going into the liquor store in Woodland Beach by like the Royal Farms, you know? Yeah, no, I know which it. one. Yeah. Um, and I bought peppermint Smirnoff <laughs> and had no problems. It was amazing. Yeah. I remember for, like, a really long time in high school, I very much outsourced. Like, I would make everyone else use theirs because I was too scared. Well, yeah. And I don't think we – maybe we did get them junior year. I can't remember. Seems can't so remember long either. to get a fake ID, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, when our town started going to the bars when we were in high school, like, we had to go too. Yeah. It's, it's actually it was so jarring to be a senior in high school going out in downtown Annapolis and then going to bumfuck Pennsylvania where I could not go to a single bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so, so stupid. 
One time I, I don't know if I've ever said this on here, but one time I ran into my uncle at the bar and oh like God. now him and my aunt are, are divorced, but like at the time he was my uncle and I remember like we just locked eyes across the bar and I was like, and he was really close with my dad too. And I was like, fuck me. And I was just like, hello. <laughs> like, and he was like, he was a real one. And he was just like, I got you. I'm not going to say anything. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> I remember thinking, I was like, wow, this is Catherine's last night on earth. Like she's toast after this. <laughs> like when I locked and I almost like at first I didn't even process it. Like at first I was kind of like, oh my God, hi. And then I was like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I kind of forgot because we really, it really felt like we were supposed to be there. I think, I don't really think I ran into anyone older like when we were in high school and we would go out, but we did, Kyle and I did run into, like when we, right when we first started dating, our, um, the DJ who used to DJ all of our high school homecomings. Mm -hmm. And he, I think he was like very confused because he definitely knew we weren't supposed to be there, but he bought us shots anyways. So it was fine. That guy doesn't give a fuck. No, God, of course not. That, oh my God, I miss him. Yeah. I don't know about that. He was a horrible DJ. So bad. But I every year I insisted he made our uh, like high school warm-up track for soccer. And yeah. I thought it was so good. I thought it was the best thing ever. I tried to find that on uh, SoundCloud the other day. Such a shame to the wind. Those were better than like than the high school dance playlist that he was cooking up. I mean, of course. I didn't know it back then, though. I mean, he was doing the crowd favorites for a high school. Like, I guess I can't really be that judgmental. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like so much like Pitbull and Chris Brown, but it's like not just those songs. It was like the way that like DJs do them. You know what I mean? Like the way he did it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not like I would have had any better requests at the time. My, so. Well, yeah, obviously. My favorite thing on TikTok, like one of my favorite things is there's this girl, don't know her name. I never pay attention to anyone's username on tiktok but she is like known for purposely like doing like bad mixes mm -hmm. and she has to like put her head out of the camera to like laugh when she's like going between like the wackest songs oh it's so funny yeah that's dj mandy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that's it yeah tristan asked her to dj the hunger games party but she couldn't or didn't respond i can't remember so I don't know anything about her. Is she like, is she actually a DJ or is she just? I mean, I have, I, I know nothing either. I just. Yeah. Yes. I feel like she has to have certain amount of DJ skills to even just like make the joke of like bad DJing, you know? Yeah. It's so funny. She does it with a straight face and then she like leans forward when she's to laugh. Oh, she's probably like so actually, she's probably like actually a good DJ, but went viral for doing like really funny stuff, you know? Yeah definitely is what i imagine but i don't know um i actually have another advice if that's okay oh my god yeah of course okay i started talking to my now boyfriend over the course of this past year it started as nothing serious and it was very on and off hooking up hanging out going on dates etc during the time he and i were casual he was also casually seeing another girl named emma although he never told me this directly i'm just not stupid eventually he and i started to get serious so he cut things off with emma but they still follow each other on Instagram. He's logged into her Disney Plus. She'll even send him drunk texts professing her feelings. My boyfriend made it clear to her.
her that they would never be something. And since then, she keeps blocking and unblocking me on Instagram, obviously stalking me and then hate blocking me. Am I in the wrong to be upset that they still follow each other? Can I ask him to unfollow her or would that make me seem crazy? You do whatever you think you need to do. And if that's him blocking her, then who gives a fuck what she thinks? Yeah, I think the drunk texting crosses a line. Absolutely. Following on Instagram, I'd be like less worried about. But I think if he gets another text like that, I think it would be nice of him to block her number. Yeah, this also might seem stupid and like some middle school, high school bullshit. But if he's following her on Instagram, I wouldn't be too thrilled if he's like liking her photos. So, oh, if he's liking her photos, I would flip the fuck out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't think like if he's going to keep following her on Instagram, he definitely shouldn't be interacting with her shit. No, yeah, I think fully like only following, no interacting. Like if she responds to some, even if if she's like responding to something, I could see like maybe wanting her him to unfollow like Mm -hmm. but yeah as long as he's like not responding not liking nothing I think you can just trust him and don't need to have that conversation but I also understand the feeling of it you know yeah I I definitely think yeah the drunk text crossed the line I mean it might even be worth if it's a lot like blocking her number well I think like follow like on him unfollowing her almost makes it seem like he gives a fuck so I'm like, that's if there's, yeah, mm-hmm. if there's nothing like she might even if someone unfollowed me, I'd be like, oh, my God, like they're still thinking about me. Like why? Or she'll know that you like kind of asked him to do that. So it's almost like don't even give her the attention of like of anything and just be like, just let them ignore not interact. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think your man's needs to continue to say that he doesn't want anything with her because she probably still eats that up every time he re- replies that back. No, yeah. I think once you've made it clear once, like, no response ever again. Like, you have a girlfriend. Like, there's no reason for She shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) And soon enough, she'll just be talking to herself in his DMs or in his messages, and she'll look crazy. So it's fine. Yeah, let her talk to herself. Yeah. I just, like, uh, I love women, but, oh, I just – Sorry, I just had to snooze my alarm because I forgot I have to check in for my flight in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, scared me. Um, I love women and like I hate when they do things that like make me like, oh, girl, like, come on. You're better than that. But I, I like, you know, he is with someone like stop. Stop doing that. Have some more respect for yourself. I know. Like this is that's the kind of thing like you can be upset and you can be crazy. But it's like once there's a full new girlfriend that she clearly knows about. And because she's unblock, she's blocking and unblocking her. Like you have to step off and mourn in private. Goddamn. Like yes. If he was still single, like, and you gotta, you gotta do that, and you gotta send your drunk. I said, I said a couple episodes ago, like, send your drunk text. It's fine, but you like, it's gotta stop when another girl comes in the picture. Come on. Well, this is actually a perfect segue into my next story, which imagine having a segue on this podcast. Never. <laughs> Yay. Hi, guys. Love the pod and you both. I was listening to last week's pod about drunk texting, and I had to write in to make that poor girl feel better. When I was single, I was an absolute terror in terms of drunk texting. Once I had recently been very casually texting with a guy who was always at the bar next to my job. We had never hung out one-on-one. And naturally, 
Naturally, one night I'm hammered and I drunk texted him so much at 3 a.m. that the next morning he texts me that he doesn't think we should talk anymore because I clearly have some issues I need to work on. <laughs> Apparently, I just kept texting him to come over and he'd respond like, it's late. I can't. And I just wouldn't stop. I'm talking like 50 plus texts of me just being like, I don't care. Come over. Also, a fun thing that I used to do was delete the conversations while I was still drunk. So the next morning I'd wake up to a text back and be so confused and then hate myself for it. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I also was relentlessly drunk texting my ex to meet me in Chicago. At this point, I was on the West Coast and he was on the East Coast. So I guess I thought that was halfway. I was like, get on a flight. I'll pay for the hotel. Like, girl, go to bed. Anyways, that girl has nothing to worry about because I have probably a hundred more stories like that for my early 20s. Love you guys. I mean, you do have to respect it a little. <laughs> I mean, it's a hustle. Like, it's a grind. Yeah. And sometimes, like, if you don't give a fuck about maybe looking stupid and like just shooting your shot like that like it really is fine the only person that's really gonna beat themselves up about it is you like because often like when someone else is on the receiving end it's kind of like with my situationship it's like me ripping him a new one and like he doesn't give a fuck like the other person's like probably not thinking much of it so it's like only Mm -hmm. really you beating yourself up for it like you're the only one that has something to lose yeah, like the other or person's just everything like everything to gain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other person's just like, I this girl's obsessed with me. Wow. You know, you're probably making this yeah. day. <laughs> it is just so crazy, like how quickly your mind flips a switch. Like after, especially when you're underage and you've had a drop of alcohol, like how quickly you can go to thinking that like sending texts like that are okay. It's it's truly amazing. Yeah. I mean, I used to be like that in, in college for sure. Now I will say, and again, no judgment at all, but I don't send a text drunk that I wouldn't send sober anymore, which is a really like new thing for me. Yeah. I definitely send some drunk texts, but it's usually just to like you guys. Like oh, my friends. Well, yeah. If it's like silly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I haven't. And that like long paragraph I sent, like I sent in full, even though I had a couple glasses of wine, I was like, I would send this in the morning. And like, regardless, yeah. I was happy to wake up and it be sent, you know? Yeah. I, with my ex in high school, I was like, if I was drinking that night, I was going to send a drunk text. Like you could have bet like so much money on it. I was going to drunk text him. Like no doubt. And I know I've told this on the podcast before but it was a while ago um that one night i was texting him so much that he sent me the song lyrics to let it go yeah which is kind of fucking iconic <laughs> yeah <It> sucks <laughs> high school is like different too because you don't even you just don't even know we shouldn't have been drinking and we shouldn't have been with men that hated us so it's like yeah you're mm-hmm. gonna, you're 16 of course you're gonna send that text yeah obviously it's like the confidence that a 15-year-old girl would never have sober, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. We and all do it. it's all fine. Everyone does it. It really is all fine. You just have to remember all the time that, like, it's just going to be fine with time. <laughs> yeah, with time, everything is okay. And men drunk text, too, so it's fine. Yeah, but they love a like- drunk Snapchat, actually. Oh, my God. Men love drunk Snapchatting. I will say men's drunk texts are, like three words though they're like hey come over like women are like hi i love you so much and i really miss you and i feel like we can make this work and i feel like maybe if you just came over tonight and we like have one conversation like maybe we could make it work like it's so different that's actually so true 
It's a blue wall. Yeah. That's so funny. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could read you all my paragraph, but I won't. That's the one thing I'll hold in. Maybe another um, day. Yeah. It's time. He is, like, actually going to, like, be so pissed. Why? Because he's such a private person. If you ever heard this. <laughs> Don't care. Don't give a fuck. Do not give a fuck. I honestly was, be like, really excited, too. One thing about like making content and having a podcast i was so excited that when it was over to like air it out and talk about it like when i made my little dating wrapped thing mm-hmm. which i still i still was like even now i'm like ooh, should i have done that but i it just feels really good to like i don't maybe that's my parasocial relationship with you guys but it feels good to like put it into words and put it out into the universe in my own like from me you know yeah i think it's like a for not I mean, yeah, it's a form of therapy, but it's also great for other people to see that, you know, like other girls who are having like maybe some dating struggles or like similar situationships. It's good to see that stuff. Yeah, that's why I like wanted to go into detail on the pod because the amount of like identical stories that we have or the amount of de- identical drama Thursday submissions of like being in long term situationships of like someone stringing the other person along. Mm-hmm. It's like you do have power over it as well even though it shouldn't be your responsibility to end it like it is like set yourself free girls you know yeah exactly couldn't have said it better okay um i have one more really quick one before we wrap up if that's all right yeah of course all right i have always wanted to send in stories to you but something happened yesterday and it was so insane and funny and sad that i have to share it's actually work drama related i basically stumbled upon literal video evidence of two of my managers shit talking me and my coworkers, where my manager actually said that a project i made was her quote unquote 13th reason why How did this happen, you may ask? Well, my company signed on to a new AI note-taking tool that sits in on your calls and takes notes, then afterwards sends out a summary and takeaways, and it records it. So after a team call one day, the rest of us hopped off, and these two managers stayed on and kept talking, and clearly one thing led to another, and they got to complaining about me and my coworkers but forgot the AI tool was on in the meeting room. I discovered this all at 9 a.m. on Monday morning, so not the best start to the week. I cried about it for the entire day, obviously, and wanted to quit. But today I'm moving on and keeping the recording in my back pocket. If this situation happened to either of you gals, what would you do? I'm so angry, but I'm also not a tattle. I think I just want her to apologize. For context, I'm at a startup, a small company, and my smaller team has no team chemistry, and it's a cold and toxic team environment. I've grown pretty thick skin, but hearing that did hurt a little bit. LOL. Oh, my God. That is so awful. Yeah. Like, it sucks that it's her managers, too. Like, it. If it was a coworker, I think I'd say something. So I would like to say that I would want to just air it out and get it out there so you can move on from it. But I don't know. I just think that's much easier said than done, especially at a smaller company. And like you said, it's her managers. But I, I do think that is the right course of action because I think she's going to like stew about it for a little bit. Is that the right word? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's it's going to make work more unpleasant the longer she sits on it and doesn't get the apology she very well deserves. Yeah. And it's like they, I would imagine, also probably saw it too if it gets like blasted out to her. I, unless they just like didn't need to read the meeting notes or something. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I It could go both ways because I think I would maybe like to like not make a toxic environment more toxic and like put 
something else give more ammo, you know? But also I, knowing me, I would say something. I think it could be a good, like, I don't know, like, building block for them to, like, maybe actually have some chemistry and to, like, be honest with each other. I don't know. I, I think she should say something genuinely. And I think that her managers are thinking, like, I definitely think they saw it and they're thinking that they, like, got away with somehow it. Somehow are in the clear and, you know, out of the woods and don't have to worry about it. I also don't like that it was on a project that you made and not just like something in general because that's your actual like hard work and that's that's just mean. Yeah, I can't imagine if like my if my two bosses oh, I would be so upset. Yeah, I would say something. I think you could just be like, "Hey, I I mean, I don't know what the project was, so kind of depending on the weight of the project, but you could just be like, "Hey, I was really proud of that project and I thought the meeting went fine so I was like really bummed to see that you guys were talking negatively about it after the meeting so like let me know if there's anything you want to discuss further like it it did really hurt my feelings yeah and not being able to give feedback like as managers to your face in a constructively like critiquing way is kind of bullshit yeah I mean it's like everyone's going to talk shit about their coworkers, but that's like that's a really mean way to do it. And it's like, ugh, at least be more careful. God damn. No, seriously. If you're going to talk shit, I don't know. It's so stupid. Like, I'm sure they that did sucks. probably critique it on the call. Anyway, I'm sorry that that happened to you because that is not a good start to the week and doesn't make you feel good and proud to work somewhere. Definitely. But hey, it's Thursday, almost the weekend. So week's almost over. Yeah, you made it through. And whether you choose to move on from it or address it, again, it'll pass. So it's mm-hmm. okay. Everything gets better with time. <laughs> Such a stupid thing to, like, give us <laughs> advice. <laughs> I bet y'all have never heard that before. It's completely new. No one said it before. So I'm just no. like, we have to say it. I'm just glad that we could come on here and talk for an hour and 15 minutes and come to that conclusion and give you guys that little like wealth of information and knowledge. So, yeah, it's like I just don't know what people would do without this podcast. It's really scary. It is so scary to think about. That is not a world I want to live in. (laughs) Me neither. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Emily and I are together as we speak and we will make Patreon content. We'll do an in-person episode. And I hope everyone is with their girls or their people this weekend. And you're just surrounded by people that make you happy. And if you're not, it's okay, too. Yeah. It's also fine to spend the weekend alone like Emily and read books. And it was it was truly amazing. I spent it surrounded by my fairy people. And it was just great. And they're your family, too. Yeah. They're my family. They're my closest friends. (laughs) All right. Love you guys so much. Bye. Bye, guys.